not too long ago, somebody commented from Isaiah 59, and I was reading on into the book of Isaiah, into Isaiah 60, and verse 1, this is probably two months ago, two, three months ago, um, Isaiah 60 and verse 1 really caught my attention, and I have been, this has come back into my mind, I don't, I don't want to say daily, but often, and so I want us to look at Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1. I don't think I'm taking it out of context. However, I will apply it maybe a little bit differently than the primary context. Um, Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 is just um, intriguing. And yesterday when Jemima prayed for her mother, I don't know what that did to you or in you, and I know many of us have unsafe family members, unsafe spouses, unsaved kids, whatever. And uh, but just hearing a daughter pray for her mother was was heartbreaking. Um, and I've I, I don't know that. I mean, I have a, a mom who is a believer. I have a dad who is a believer. All of our siblings, all of my siblings are believers. So even even Growing up, I never thought about hardly people that have unsaved parents. Um, but yesterday, I mean, obviously, since then I have, and since being in college with many people who have unsaved uh, parents. But yesterday, as Jemima was praying for her mom, this verse came to mind again. And so I'd like for us to pray this uh, even today and have a frame of reference for a reason for praying for unbelievers. So 60, Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So let's pray, and then I'd like to just visit with you for a bit about this text. God in heaven, Holy Spirit of God, we'd ask that you would use this text in our hearts. And often as I pray before speaking, I I pray, may you use your word in our midst. Speaking of a congregation or a Bible study or a small group, and yet in our midst is appropriate because we're gathered via technology. And we know that even though we're not in the same physical space as each other we are we are in the midst we are together we can see each other we're we're gathering our hearts together in prayer and we'd ask that you would use this text in our midst use this text to spur us on to prayer and to even even as while we are meeting even as right now while we're praying to be drawing unbelieving people to belief in God. And may that be the case in Jesus name. Amen. So arise, shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So this is a pr prophetic verse. This is actually prophesying the coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ is the light. Um, he is the good news. He's the gospel. He's the only one who can forgive sins and break the power 
of the grave and break the power of death. He, through his death, burial, and resurrection, is the light. He is um, the life giver. Even the book of John identifies Jesus as the light of the world. And he takes away the sin of the world. So this prophetic text, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee, is um, is intriguing because of not only how it is couched in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 59, describing the darkness of the culture and really the hostility of man against God, but then the prophecy that Jesus Christ would come. But would you think of this with me? And I've been thinking as as many have along the way prayed for unbelieving friends and family. And so let's just think of maybe camping. You're camping and it is very, very dark outside. Um, it may even be where you're in a place where even uh, it's an overcast uh, night and the stars, the starlight is not reaching you. It is very dark. You almost can't see your hand in front of you. Um, that's a fitting uh, analogy, I think, of the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So think of it being dark, but think of it becoming daybreak. And maybe you're going from total darkness to now, even before you see the sun breaking the horizon, the, the rays of the sun are illuminating things around you. And you are starting to see the silhouettes. Maybe you're starting to see that there's trees. But you can't tell the detail, but you can tell that there's trees. Or you can tell that there's a hillside. Or you can tell that there's a tent or a vehicle um, next to you. You're starting to see silhouettes of things. And then when the sun breaks the horizon and there's brilliant light, now you can see detail. Okay, now you can see that there's colors and there's details and you can see distance. So there's a gradual rising, if you will. And I thought about that in this text. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Hmm. That's often the way God works. There's maybe uh, the darkness would be what's described in chapter 59 of this text. There's a, a willfulness, even a willful living in the darkness, not coming to the light. Um Maybe not even caring not if you're in the darkness. In other words, this is all I know, and this is where I want to be. Um, as Jemima was praying for her mom, I was thinking, what, what must be going through a mom's mind when there are believing children and husband, and, um, and, uh, and she hears the gospel? What, what goes through her mind? I, you know most likely, you know, unbelievers, I know unbelievers, I've talked to unbelievers often, and there's just a, a disregard. I don't, I don't need this. Why would I even, why would I, I don't see my need of this. It's a darkness. But then God starts working in the heart. And then maybe they start hearing things from other people, or maybe they read something and the silhouettes begin to form. Okay. There's 
there's a maybe there's a gradual hmm maybe i am a sinner maybe my sin does carry a sin debt maybe what they said has some merit maybe you're not a full follower of christ but you, at least you start seeing silhouettes of truth and the glory of the lord is rising upon thee and then then maybe God in his brilliance and his glory shines and you see, I am a sinner. Jesus is the answer and you run to Christ. All of these things are part of what God does. And um, I, I just got thinking about that servant of Elijah um, as they were camped on the hillside and the servant wakes up and sees the Syrian army coming toward them and he, he starts maybe at a distance, and then he hears them, and he sees them getting closer, and he goes to Elijah, and he's concerned, he's fearful. And Elijah says, fear not, there's more that be with us than be with them. Um, and then Elijah asks, and the Lord allows the servant to see the host of heaven. I mean, it was a gradual thing. Um, Acts chapter 6 talks about um, the, the, the choosing of what we know is to be the first, um, well, what, the first deacons or the first servants in the church. And, and, uh, and that, so that the apostles could give themselves to the prayer and the ministry of the word. And as a result of that, then at the bottom of, uh, let's see, I had it open here. So um, Acts chapter 6 and verse 4, uh, verse 6, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, verse 4, um, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And then at the end of verse 7, it says, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. These were priests that would have been serving in the temple, maybe during the crucifixion. Somewhere in the transition of time, they thought themselves fine, even thought themselves to be the light. And then somewhere between the crucifixion and maybe seeing the temple veil ripped, maybe identifying Jesus as the Messiah, somewhere along the way, they realized we need Christ. Even as priests, we need Christ. And the glory of the Lord rose upon them. They saw Christ and they saw their need. So I would encourage us even to be praying for our churches this weekend. We're entering into the, obviously the weekend and, and um, tomorrow's coming and there will be public proclamation of the word. Could we be praying that people will move from darkness even into the light, even if it's gradual? I think it would be encouraging to us if we just saw an unusual stirring of the Lord in the church. It may not be a full-blown revival, but an unusual stirring of the Holy Spirit in a church. And we would say, God is at work. God is at work. It would be the, the rising, if you will, the glory of the Lord rising upon us. Could it be that we could be praying the same for our loved ones? And uh, periodically, somebody on this prayer call prays for pastors that may be unbelieving pastors, that they would see Christ and go from an academic knowledge of God to a full-blown experiential knowledge of God. Can you imagine what would happen if that was the case? That were the case where many 
pastors who thought they were believers realize that they're not believers. They just been have a have a head knowledge of Christ, but not a heart knowledge, and they trust Christ. And maybe if there are many who would do that, it would be an awakening. We can pray for the glory of the Lord to rise upon us, the light of the glory of Jesus Christ. May it be that even as we're praying, people realize I'm just a breath away from hell. And I never saw myself there before. I need Christ. There's no priest. There's no pastor. There's no man. There's no effort that can save me. Trusting Christ is the only thing that can bring me into a right relationship with Jesus Christ. So in in many senses, we have, even in this text, we have dead people walking without life. And the only life can come from the glory of the Lord rising upon us. So we can rejoice. And I'm I'm thinking, even I think um, somebody here recently prayed about we're, we're entering into the holiday season, into the America Thanksgiving, but then Christmas coming. Let's be thinking of the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord rising. So the Lord sent Jesus to be a representation to be God in human flesh. And um, so that we could know the light came to the earth. And as we get to know God, we get to know the glory of God. May that be that which would compel us to know more than just head knowledge, but heart knowledge. May that be the case in our cultures. So the receiving of the light, if you will. I'll just read this text again. Arise shine. In other words, this is a commission to Christians to be reflecting the light that we have, being evangelistic. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. May it be that we see the glory of the Lord manifest in our midst and drawing many to Christ. Amen.